Everybody and welcome to another edition of the Landlord and Tenant Podmas, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Hi, everybody. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Landlord James. And I'm your other co-host. My name is Tenant Michael. And James, I like how you're experimenting with your voice lately, doing the intros. You know, sometimes your voice is down here, like you're a creepy old, you know, guy hiding in the shadows. And and this, and then just today, you were going up all the way up here. It's it's, it's just funny. You never know where your voice is gonna go. Well, I think for me, you know, I've done the intro now 193 times, and yeah. You know, you know, like they sort of say married couples, you've been you've been sort of making love for years and years yes. and years. And it becomes a bit routine. And, you know, couples have to start shaking it up to keep excited. And so, that's kind of how I feel about doing the intro. I can't just have a regular missionary style intro. Right. I've got to work in a bit of a butt plug or a... Right, a or a feather in the background as I do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or um, some people introduce food into their lovemaking, <laughs> right? Either dessert food or fruit or I, I imagine, I guess, a, a sandwich or something. I don't know. Now, okay, interrogation time, Mike. Have you ever oh. incorporated food into making love? Oh, boy. If the listeners could see me right now, there are beads of sweat forming on my brow because uh, I'm so nervous. No, just joking. Uh, actually, no. I um, I don't allow food anywhere in the bedroom. I won't even chew gum in the bedroom because I feel that, uh, you know, the bedroom should be separate from an area where you uh, consume food or drink. Well, wow, you sound like Imagine- a lot of fun. Imagine chewing gum, you know, uh, chewing gum and blowing bubbles while you're making love. That would be insane. I kind of like the idea that, you know, it kind of makes you feel like uh, maybe you're role playing as a baseball player, you know, and you're chewing gum and spitting tobacco off to the side. And maybe she's chewing gum, too, you know. Oh, and that's two strikes in a row. One more strike and he's out of there. You know what you know what I mean? Yes. Oh, yeah. The innuendos you could come up with. Uh, you're a baseball yeah. fan, so uh, a yeah. big baseball fan. Yeah. Oh, sure. I mean, uh, you know, uh, ooh, <laughs> nice on base percentage, honey. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, a hit with runner in scoring position. Oh, oh, god. Oh. Now you know how they, they they used to say that if if a guy wants to last longer in the bedroom, he should. Uh, you know, think about baseball to get his mm. mind off of, you know... The, that doesn't uh, work for me, by the way, as a big right. baseball fan. I think about baseball, I'm basically, uh, <laughs> yeah, jizzing right, right away. Uh, sorry, know. honey, when I think about baseball, I start to squirt. That's what you would say. <laughs> I do. I really do. I love the game. I love watching it. And, uh, yeah, sure. Real baseball fans, it does make them... It does make you horny. So what's a game that you, you would Mike, think tell of? Tell me, you, you you never have known a big baseball fan, and and you you know you kind of walk into their living room and they got a game going on, and you catch them with their pecker out. <laughs> it's true, it's true. Yeah, my uncle used to be like that all the time. He was a huge <laughs> baseball fan. Yeah. I was forever seeing his penis. <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm sure you'd come home and 
Oh, he's watching baseball again. Oh, sorry. Hey, did you see that Doug Ford got trashed in the uh, the Washington Post? They published. I, I did. Yeah, an opinion piece that basically called for his uh, resignation and uh, pointed out all of his uh, the, his bungling of the of the uh, the pandemic. And uh, as if that weren't bad enough, the New York Times published an op-ed about him as well. Did they? Is that yeah. recent? I didn't see that one. Um, yeah, they, they're just a few hours after the Washington Post, and and they oh, man. The, the gloves were off. They they um they called they called him. A <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> Oh my god. The New York Times. I mean, you know what? I didn't really buy into Trump's whole thing that their quality had gone down. I thought, yeah. no way, it's still the it's still the paper of record. But after hearing that they said that about Doug Ford, I am appalled. Yes. I mean absolutely. they are really going downhill. Yeah. Yeah, they use that word. They use that word. The oh the gray god. lady, you know? Yeah. Oh, that is horrible. I mean, <sighs> Doug, I mean, Doug's fucked because the, the left, they think he sucks. And now the anti-maskers probably hate him, too. I mean, I I, I don't know. You you know, I'm close. I'm tight with the Ford family. I go to their cottage yes. all the time. The compound up in Muskoka. I, I play yes. golf with them. I, uh, I've i been to brothels with them. Uh, so, you know, like we get along, but poof. Well, I'm sure the guy's it. under a lot of stress right now. And I just hope his wife and his kids are giving him, you know, at the end of every hard day, Giving him a full, thorough body massage. <laughs> yeah, I really hope he's getting a, 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 a yeah, full slide, a, a body slide, full yep. contact massage every friggin' night because it's a lot of yeah. stress from his wife, from his daughter, and from his <laughs> son-in-law, who is a, a MAGA guy, according to is Instagram. He? Yeah. Oh God, yeah, I'm not yeah. surprised. I saw. I think John. I think uh, John Semley on Twitter pointed this out. I think it was him that uh, the um, the op ed saying that he should resign uh, included the fact that or included the description of uh, Doug Ford as gaunt. It said huh. that Doug Ford is looking gaunt, and it's like hmm. I don't know if that's the right word. You know, can you be gaunt and also look extremely bloated? And I mean, like, I guess like he just drank compared- eighty beers. Maybe, maybe the author, I mean, compared to like the people you see on my 600 pound life, <laughs> I guess true. Doug Ford is gaunt. Fair yeah, enough. But yeah, um, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't describe him as such. I wouldn't either. I no. would not either. Um, I, have to, I hate to fucking it's, say this, but yeah. my hair is looking like Doug Ford's. I haven't had a haircut since September and I'm now like sort of combing it back. I got mm. the Dougie. You got I'm the Dougie. Dougie. Yeah. Whereas, whereas Mayor John Tory, he hasn't got a haircut in about eight to ten months. His hair is so long, he looks like he's a, a darn roadie for the Allman Brothers. <laughs> he does. I, I, yeah, it looks good on him. You know, he's, he, he's, he's, he's showing his hippie roots. You know, everyone knows John yeah. Tory is a big peace and love guy and it's neat to see his hair grow out. He started flashing the yeah, the peace sign. Yeah. He's uh he's got himself a uh a VW van, you know. <laughs> and yeah. uh, he's growing his own food. <laughs> <clears throat> oh boy. Well, um this week 
is a very special week um, yes. for, for people. Uh, 420 is this week, April 20th, um, yeah. which, if you're not aware, is code for, I don't know, marijuana. It's code for marijuana. If you know the code, you know what it means. Yes, absolutely. It is weird because aren't there some birthdays on 420 as well, April 20th, that are a bit... Yes. Yeah. Is is that Hitler's birthday? I think it maybe is. Which The original stoner, Adolf <laughs> friggin' Hitler. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Hitler's not here, man. Um, you know that that Sieg Heil motion he was doing. Um, it's because he he usually had a had a damn joint in his hand, and he was trying to waft the smoke out to the to the audience so they could right. also get high. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that is how that motion started because he had just taken a puff and was yeah, was trying to yeah. air out his his podium. <laughs> And then all these people see him and they go, oh, hey, he's, that's a, that, well, let's copy him. That must be intentional. Yeah. Next thing you know, yeah. the whole country's doing this stupid thing. Yes. Pot really has a, a horrible <laughs> legacy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, oh, well, yeah. Um, but nowadays, you know, we're not thinking about Hitler or anything like that. When no. we think of 420, we just think of. Yeah, smoking doobies and chilling out, man. So uh, I thought it would be fun. This was my idea. Mm -hmm. I thought it would be fun if Mike and I uh, came up with a list of our top three favorite 420 songs. Isn't that a fun idea? It's very fun. And uh, listeners, we encourage you right now. uh, Three, two, one, light a joint. And uh, you, this that, uh, smoking a joint right now will help you really enjoy this little segment. Or Michael, what about gummies? Pop a gummy, <laughs> or uh, or some oil. Put some oil in your eyes, or however. How does it work? I I think you still ingest it in your mouth. You don't just drop it in your eyes like a like contact solution. No, okay. I I don't know, but that could be a new way to do it. Right. Um. <clears throat> so. Um, shall I'll give my, one of my first favorite 420 sure. song first. Okay. Um, now you guys might remember this one came out in the early two thousands, kind of an enormous hit. And of course I'm talking about the song because I got high by Afro man. And, oh God. Uh, remember this one? Yeah. Yeah. Afro yes. man. His real name is Joseph Foreman and he's a rapper. Um, I think pretty sure that was his only hit off an album called good times and he won it he was nominated for a damn grammy if you think he was just some one hit wonder so give me a break here's my uh, question i didn't mm. know his name was joseph foreman and i hear that and i think why the hell didn't he use that name instead of afro man (laughs) it's beautiful it's a wonderful name i don't know i don't know uh anyway uh, so this is just a great song to play if you're if you're doing 420 with uh, with your friends. I'm a big fan because I got high. Right, a classic uh, Toker's uh, tune, I guess. Yes, it. even has a, a moral at the end too. I think he does yes. at the end take a turn and and you know kind of say he, he missed some important things in his life because he got high. So he even he even yeah, you know, offers a the, warning there. It's the Thank good you, Afro man and the bad. Yes, yes. Thank you, yes. Afro man. 
All right, my first 420 banger is uh, is a Canadian tune um, that pot smokers have been digging for almost two decades now. Of course, I'm talking about the classic Bare Naked Ladies hit, The Old Apartment. Huh. I, 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 got, I don't know. I, I, I have to be honest. I never really thought of this as a 420 song. Wait, are you serious? Yes, I mean... Uh, okay, does, well... Why do you think it's a 420 song? It doesn't It doesn't sound like that at all to me. Oh, why do I think? Because I have ears and I've listened to the song and I understand art. So let me break it down for you here, Bubba. Uh, the Old Apartment is a pot song because Stephen, uh, Stephen Tyler... I almost said Stephen oh. Tyler. Imagine <laughs> Stephen Tyler was the singer from the that is a Kappa, you, you know, That's an <laughs> ultimate crime for a Canadian to get Stephen Page's name wrong. Imagine uh, Stephen Tyler with his uh, microphone stand with all those marvelous ribbons on them singing Be My Yoko Ono. Uh, amazing. <laughs> um, no, but Stephen Page is the singer from the, the Bare Naked Ladies at, at that time. And he's singing about, he's longing for the past. This old apartment. This is where we used to live. He has all these memories. And of course, we can infer from the way he's singing so passionately that one of those memories he's thinking about is all those times he used to sit down on the couch, light a spliff, and go to Mars. You know what I mean? Okay. I mean, whatever. I don't see that as a 420 song, but but whatever. It is, though. It is. Okay. All right. It definitely is. Okay. Uh, here's my second uh, favorite 420 song, and uh, this, uh, this is another classic. Um, it's from a band from California known as Cypress Hill, and I'm talking about, yeah, I'm talking about their song called Hits from the Bong. Remember this one? Yes. And they even have a sound effect there of a bubbling bong, which is kind of fun. And... Uh, Bubble, uh, double bubble toil and trouble, or whatever from um, Shakespeare. Yeah, I don't know if that's really what they're sort of going for there. I think it's just the bong sound but uh but sure sure yeah it's uh, it's it's a fun song and it's kind of you know edgy and cypress hill i like the way the guy on cypress hill raps you know he kind of talks like that yeah um, almost sounds like the song. good doctor the good doctor the autistic character in that show yeah he's a, the guy from cypress hill always reminds me of uh, i guess it's the other way around the good doctor sounds like cypress hill i guess huh I never have, I've never clocked that, but mm. okay, fair enough. Um, anyway, Hits from the Bong, released in 1993 on the album Black Sunday. Uh, you know, why don't you give it a spin, this 420? It's pretty fun. All right, uh, good one. So my second 420 banger is a song that, uh, James, I'm sure you're familiar with because you probably heard it every morning <laughs> at the beginning of every school day. I'm talking about our nation's anthem, O Canada. What? That's right. Oh, Canada? Yeah, it's a bit of a left-field choice, but let me just explain. See, uh, Canada, uh, from coast to coast, uh, weed is legal here. So if you play that yeah. song, it automatically reminds people about marijuana and about our freedom to smoke it or eat it or, you know, put it on our skin. Uh, so you play that song anywhere in the world and people immediately start giggling and, um, you know... Uh, they they think oh I should get some chips for later when I when I'm a little a little bit hungry 
Isn't isn't pot legal in a lot of places now, though? As far as I know, it's the only like place that I've been where it's like, okay. So, yeah. I mean, I think that's crazy. I mean, sorry, but that is totally missing the spirit of a 420 song. Nobody hears "Oh Canada" and thinks like, "Yeah, man, smoke up." All right, here's my last big 420 song, um, and uh, for this choice. You know, I had to go with Sublime, right, folks? Okay. And yeah, no, yeah, no. Four twenty song list is complete without a Sublime song. And I had to think, what's the best four twenty song by that band? You know, is it um, uh, is it Santeria or uh, mm-hmm. What I Got or mm-hmm. <clears throat> something else? And I, I think just the iconic pot smoking song from from Sublime. It's got to be Smoke Two Joints. Reefers. Right. It's uh it's a fun one and again I believe it also uses those bubble sounds. Right. Um, which is kind of cool, you know. Whoever whoever owns the copyright on those bubble sounds probably made a killing during this era. You know? Yes. Uh, oh, no question at all. Um and uh, interestingly, uh, it's a cover. It was originally a song from a band called The Toys in 1983, but uh you know, I okay. always thought the 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 sublime version is the iconic one to me, just because of those guys, yes. you know, they, they really hold up well. Absolutely. So, um, so that's my third choice: "Smoke Two Joints" by Sublime. Great one. Um, okay, <clears throat> and my third and final uh, 420 banger is the uh, the somber. I don't know. If, is it a song or is it a ceremony? Uh, taps. You know, taps the the military trumpet piece that is played uh, often at military funerals or uh, you know, Remembrance Day and stuff. And let me just explain why Taps is my third uh, 420 banger song. It's because when I hear Taps, it reminds me of the millions of young men who gave their lives in war and how they never got to grow old enough to, uh, to get high on marijuana. I'm talking about the soldiers who fought in, you know... World War One and Two, even the Crimean War or the Boer War, all the wars of yesteryear, the Korean War, um, and and by the way, since we're talking about war, <clears throat> um, did you know that in World War Two, America lost uh, four hundred and sixteen thousand soldiers, approximately, uh, in World War Two, whereas the USSR lost twenty seven million soldiers. Wow, what a what a great fact to bring up for this 420 segment. But imagine that's 27 million Russian guys and Ukrainian guys and you know Uzbeks who never got to live long enough to you know smoke a blunt and have a bong. Yeah, to eat a gummy and play Nintendo Switch <laughs> uh, for an afternoon while yeah. waiting to see if you got a callback for a commercial audition or something. Absolutely. Yeah, so that's why yeah, Taps... when you put it that way, yeah. it is interesting. I mean, I gotta say, Taps is not the first song that jumps to mind when I think of uh, 420. That I do think is just you, but I mean, I, I can't argue with your point there. I mean... I 27 million the... souls lost. Okay. Yeah. I mean, again, I do think you're kind of killing the mood I'm trying to set here. I'm trying to create a fun... 420 episode, you know? Right, and, and right. You're right, you're right. I admit it, I admit 20 it. 20 million I, deaths isn't exactly, uh, you know, yeah. as, as Urkel said, As Urkel said, did I do that? Yes, I did. I'm a big enough man to admit it. I brought us to a dark place, and I'm sorry. <clears throat> That's all right. That's all right. 
Well, anyway, that does it with that segment. Um, we've got a really great guest coming up, but before yes. we get to her, Michael, we have a Patreon account. We oh, do. you sound like Bill Clinton. Did I? We have a Patreon account. <laughs> yes. Um, mm-hmm. Shall I and sing the address? Please. If you go to www.patreon.com slash landlord tenant, you are uh, hereby legally bound to support us financially any way you can. And if you can't, that's fine. We still love you. Just please rate and review us and tell your family and your therapist about our wonderful podcast. Yeah. And you could subscribe. Uh, because, uh, you know, get all the episodes in your phone. Your phone doesn't care. Phone doesn't care. Um, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Well, um, why don't we take a quick break, Mike, and come back with our guest. It's so nice of you to join us once again. Our guest this week is a comedian and writer, and she also creates the best goddamn Instagram stories you've ever seen. Swear to God, check it out. Uh, she's joining us for, I believe, her 19th appearance on the show. Please welcome back Jackie Pirico. Hey, Jackie. Hey, guys. Hey, Jackie. Great to see you. Great to see you. I can't wait till it's a full round 20 appearances on the on the pod mess for me. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Jackie's got to be. I mean, Chris Locke is up there. Yeah. Uh, Jackie is right up there. I've been I've been um, a guest since it was in person. Yeah. Man, that takes me back. Those were the days. You know, a couple or at least who who has podcasts now, like major American politicians like Michelle Obama and Barack Obama have. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Bruce Spring doesn't Bruce Springsteen and Barack Obama have a podcast? <laughs> the old duo. They're back in podcast form. Uh, how come uh, I'm looking around? I'm seeing old former Canadian prime ministers. How come Jean Chrétien hasn't started a podcast or well, you know, Brian Mulroney? Certainly. Yeah. Um, Mrs. Trudeau must have a podcast. I imagine that she has a microphone somewhere in her room. I don't know if it's plugged into anything, but I bet every day she talks into it for an hour. <laughs> I thought of a good joke if we were doing like a sort of um, broad news satire. Uh-huh. Uh, Jean Chrétien's <laughs> podcast could be called Guys I Strangled. <laughs> Why? Did he strangle guys? Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh, like out of Mike, anger? Back me up. Yeah. It's, he in the, he famously strangled a guy who got in his face at a rally, and then it was kind of a joke, and people would ask him to take photos with him, and he'd joke strangle them. What? Oh, my God. Yeah, he actually seemed cool. I wonder if he was, with all that strangling in public, it really makes you wonder how much strangling he was doing 
in his private life. <laughs> you know, I never thought of that, but ew. Because, you know, it's like an iceberg. Right. Like what you see is just a very yeah. small sample. Well, they say the way that people, the way that someone dances sort of tells you what they're like in the in the sack. So I guess the way he... <laughs> So when that's you, why I schedule my dancing yeah. so rigidly in a yes. book and I pencil in exactly when I'm going to dance <laughs> and how long it's going to last for that. Yeah, that makes sense. I yeah. really hope that's not true that <laughs> women would see me dance and go, oh, that's how he has sex because I'm not a very good dancer and that has the potential wow. to ruin my life. He must uh, <laughs> hurt his leg every time he has sex. <laughs> See, I would never look at a guy dancing. I wouldn't look at a guy dancing and compare that to his sexual prowess. I would probably look at different things like, like more of the uh, minutia of like using their like hands and stuff or like, you know, maybe like if I could see them like chopping garlic or like, (laughs) or like fixing something smaller on the house. That to me would be more indicative of indicative. What about playing oh. like um playing the euphonium? Because you need to have very dexterous fingers to play like the euphonium or the tuba or something like that. What the know? hell? Oh is wait, a Michael, is this coming from a former? Didn't you play trombone? <laughs> I played trombone and a little bit of tuba. Uh, I cannot tell a lie. Yeah. <laughs> so this this proves that while Michael was playing these brass instruments. He was hoping to God that girls would notice his fingering. <laughs> yeah, I wonder, Mike, if in uh, wherever it was, Calgary or Oshawa, if if any high school girls are watching you play that tuba and thinking, ooh, I like the way he plays that, well, I that do, horn. It's funny you mention that because now I do remember once during a, um, I was doing a tuba solo <clears throat> during, I was playing a, a military march in music class and I looked, I happened to look up. And I saw all the girls who always, the, the, the pretty girls always played saxophone. And I looked up and I saw they were all fanning themselves with these beautiful <laughs> Japanese fans. When you were playing the tuba? Yes. <laughs> I remember wanting to play the saxophone and somebody, I don't know if it was my uncle or my dad, but somebody said, no, you're too small and you don't have the lung capacity. Oh, that seems what? crazy. I gave up on the dream immediately. That's awful. I That's... could be playing the solo of Baker Street right now as we speak. <laughs> Wait a you second. Should... I was just going to say there's a Toronto comedian called Daryl Orr who is, you know, not a tall guy. Very funny. He plays the saxophone. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I wonder, though, did he start in adulthood? Because I was a child. So maybe they were because I was really mm. small. Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe they just said that to me because I was a, like I was like seven was your like dad or uncle afraid that they'd get like a call from the school one day like we have some terrible news Mr. Pirico your your daughter was doing a sax solo uh, she was and playing she's now in intubated mood, and she passed away <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you know what there is something to be said about instrumentation or whatever because when you're looking at a really hot like heroiny kind of sinewy mm. guy with like all those veins in his arm like playing guitar hot <laughs> that is sexual really oh yeah so like a heroin really? addict looking guy playing guitar i guess guitar it almost feels laughable how phallic it is like because you got the you know the neck and the head of the guitar sticking out and the guys yeah are they're like this on it 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, Jackie, if you, if you can't see this while you're listening, is sort of wanking off the top of the guitar. And they're sort of, you know, playing and humping it, yeah. you know, kind of. Yeah. Like yes. Setting it on know? fire sometimes, just like guys yeah. do with their Smashing penis. it after a Smashing you know, after it. set. <laughs> but there is a term. I don't know if everyone uses it or if it's just me and my girlfriends. But it's like guitar arms, you know, and it's that really like veiny, fo- uh, veiny forearms. Interesting. Wow. Never. I didn't know that, that was. Um, yeah. yeah, I didn't know that was a uh, an attractive look to some to some women. <clears throat> Jackie. Um, but then again, when- I find Steven Tyler like really hot, so I wouldn't give me. I wouldn't <laughs> use me as a gauge of what's you know <laughs> sexual and sexually hot. Interesting. <laughs> So what is it you like about him? Just his vibe, his uh, sort of, um, you know, grungy vibe? Yeah, but like young Steven Tyler, not like old sure. lady grandma <laughs> Steven yeah, Tyler. He's sort of one of, he's one of those rock stars now that, yeah, does have an old lady vibe, even with the clinking bracelets, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, all the costume jewelry. Um, yeah. A lot of people know this about me, some don't, but I work for um, a private in-home healthcare agency and we cater to like very elderly people um but i remember a few years ago steven tyler was in town like was it tiff or like he was here for something <laughs> and my colleague i think there was a, a ribbons convention and he was looking to get some new <laughs> ribbons to put on his microphone <laughs> you're right it was ribbon con <laughs> and he was in town and my colleague and friend who's um was with the company, saw him on the street in the entertainment district, which is around our office. And he was, and he's an Irish guy. I can't do an Irish accent, but he was like, Jackie, he, he was so unwell, Jackie. He was so unwell. <laughs> <laughs> and he said he could even, he could even perhaps benefit from, for some, from some care. We could arrange some care. Cause apparently he was so frail <laughs> and being like helped along. And he said he had a, I think he had a carer, Jackie. Oh, wow. But when he was young, he was so sexy. And obviously his voice is like amazing. But yeah, just like that kind of heroiny, gangly, <laughs> big lips, like like creases around like the uh, nasolabel creases to accommodate right. the big lips. Wow. You look like the they guys. smoke. Yes. Look like they smoke because I'd like to have a butt with someone I have a crush on. Wow. Did you like, did you think Scott Weiland was hot? No, see, I can see why you would assume that because he's mm. the ultimate like heroiny guy, but yeah. like he just had something too bird-like about him. His hair was always so short. Mm. It kind of always looked like he'd just ripped his own patches of his hair out. Yeah. He's sort of a beaker, like he looked like Beaker from the Muppets. <laughs> if Beaker had a terrible drug problem. <laughs> <laughs> Which he would be the most likely Muppet to have. Yes, yes. Because he, he would pro- it's probably a, he's a cook. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. What about Chris Cornell? He's good looking. Oh, my God. There's nobody hotter. Yeah. Yeah. He like, was like ripped, too. He kind of had it he all. Was he had ripped. the rock star thing. He had black, the black curly hair and crazy, like, blue green eyes. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love listening to The Edge because Chris Cornell comes on so much. <laughs> Jackie, were you the kind of person who, uh, no matter what you were doing as a teen, if the song Spoon 
man came on, you'd start dancing around and <laughs> clapping your hands. I couldn't be stopped when Spoon Man came on. <laughs> well, you know, I'm surprised HBO hasn't created a Game of Thrones style fantasy series based on this Spoon Man. Yeah, who is this Spoon Man anyway? What is what's his deal? I literally have always imagined like a spoon with arms and legs, but it's probably something else. <laughs> like it's probably heroiny because you cook heroin on yes. a spoon. <laughs> You're Mike right. Mike gave a dejected sigh <laughs> when I described <laughs> cooking heroin on a spoon. You went a little too far, Jackie. <laughs> Well, who would play Spoon Man if it was like a you know a big hit HBO show? Would it be, would it be a sort of uh, withered old old man like Steven Tyler, or would it be a young, uh, you know? Maybe it's a Steven Tyler type guy, and he's got a million spoons in his pockets, and he's like, yeah, I want a spoon. Anybody want a spoon? I don't know. <laughs> and I'd okay. say yes, I will take one. I've actually just looked it up. The song was inspired by a man called Artis the Spoon Man, a street performer from Santa Cruz, California, later Seattle, who played music with a set of spoons. Oh, so like on his knee. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was about um, Eric Nagler, the uh, the children's entertainer. He used to make his own instruments out of junk. (laughs) (laughs) Nagler. That's a pretty rocking song for an old man playing the spoons. Yeah, because he sounds kind of folksy to me. Yeah. I hope they gave Spoon Man some of the, the, I don't know, the royalties they got from the song, but something tells me that they didn't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, speaking of rock and roll, me and James have always, and I'm sure we've even talked about this on the pod before, we have a shared affinity for (laughs) System of a Down. Yes. And recently... (laughs) Elliot, my husband, we were talking about them and he's like, oh yeah, they're Iranian. I'm like, no, they're not. They're and he's Armenian. like, yes, they're Iranian. I said, no, there's no way they're, they're like, they're like, they're more like Russian or something. And then we looked it up and <laughs> Armenian, Elliot. <laughs> we had a yes. fight about System of a Down <laughs> in the kitchen. <laughs> in the kitchen. <laughs> I love the way you chop that garlic, but I am pissed at the lack of knowledge about System of a Down. Because <laughs> we were actually, you know what, it, we were talking about that pizza song where he's like, anchovies, mushrooms, and peppers, and you know that one? No, I don't know that one. <laughs> it's like, good, <laughs> there's some song that he that they do about like pizza, and he's like, green peppers, olives, and mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. Did System of a, of the of a Down do the um the jingle for the old board game Pizza Party? Remember that? <laughs> oh my god! Party. I love that pizza game. Party. I don't remember. That, that game makes me so hungry just to think of like the graphic of the cheese and the yeah and the and the mushroom was like a sexy girl. Yes, I would see her when I was a kid and uh, start salivating, um and. <laughs> I, I had to change the channel. <laughs> um, were you guys affected by the Rogers outages today? Yes, and I still am. Me too. Um, I haven't left my house, so no. But uh, yeah, there's no phone service today. Yeah, and uh, between us three and all the mm. listeners, it was the best day of work ever. <laughs> Hold on You didn't have to second. talk to anyone. 
Right. So you you took it as a a blessing from above because now your boss and your colleagues couldn't couldn't reach you. No one's reaching me. I'm laughing. Oh, oh my shit. god. That's nice. That's great. They can oh. they can kiss your butt as far as this <laughs> show Hell is yeah. concerned. You know what? I deserve it after a, a year plus pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, do you like working from home, Jackie, or do you, are you sick of it? Do you want to get back in that office? Uh, you know what? I'm not dying to get back in the office, but it's just the nature of the job that's so annoying. It's because it's sort of it's para healthcare. Mm. So it's mm. been a lot. There's just been, there's so many more complications to the job now. You know, you got to trace where yeah. everyone's who everyone's seeing. You got to get contact tracing and. Yeah. And testing. Well, pandemic isn't an ideal time, I guess, to be working. No, it's it. such a double-edged sword, though, because I'm so grateful to have a job where many yeah. don't. But I hate the one I have. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever fantasized about quitting? Oh, my gosh. You wouldn't believe the vitriol that comes out of my mouth during these fantasies. <laughs> I really hope they don't listen to this. I mean, probably yeah, not, I really but. doubt they they would. I have a couple of of um, my colleagues that follow me on Instagram, and I hmm. it makes me want to turn my account private. <laughs> oh, right. But that's not good for being a comedian, I guess, to have a private account. No, yeah. and, well, I, I mentioned off the top that you uh, you make Instagram's best stories. So I, Thanks, I guess your colleagues. Mike. Well, it's just it's just how I feel, and I guess your colleagues can see them, but everyone should see them because you. Well, actually, no, I've blocked my colleagues from seeing my stories, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but they can see my posts. So, well, that's you know, tough luck for them. Tough uh, luck because your stories are amazing, and they often center around either your cat Nutland, different cats you encounter on your walks through throughout Toronto, or uh, birds occasionally. Yes. Uh, yes, recently there was a very sort of contentious convergence of the two, my my, my love for cats and my love for birds, um, right. that got quite political on my Instagram. Oh, shit, I, how so? I saw a cat kill a beautiful songbird. <laughs> oh, no, that must, have, that must have been such a horrible thing for you. It, it was horrible because I was looking at the songbird. I'd never seen it before. It was like this little... It was the size of a freaking ping pong ball oh. dancing around in the ivy. <laughs> and he had, he had a golden puff on his head and he was gray, tiny. And then I was like, oh my God, I've never seen this kind of bird before. And then a cat that I know, oh, no. I know this cat. It wasn't Nutland because Nutland doesn't roam free like that. But the cat started stalking it and pouncing before I knew it, it's in its mouth. And so <laughs> I... I <laughs> I posted about this and I kind of Did you I kind capture of the murder to, on camera? No, no. I I was just happened to be outside without my phone, but then I, I, I did a kind of a feature story on it later on. And I kind of framed it around the fact that like where about journalistic integrity and and where does the journalism professional journalism end and then your duty of care begin? Should I have stopped the cat? Should I have not? Right. Who might interfere with the natural process, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And then a lot of people responded to me, kind of informing me of this whole drama that I don't even know about between like songbird people oh. and people who let their cats out. And uh, 
apparently like the the cat population is decimating Ontario's songbird population cuz really? yeah because um cats that are allowed out and feral cats are considered an invasive species they're not really natural to the environment right Wow, I am and just Margaret Googling. Atwood wants to euthanize every outdoor cat. <laughs> I know really? Jonathan Franzen is also outspoken uh, against cats, and he he loves birds. And he's like, if I ever see a fucking cat, I'm gonna fucking kill it. He Wait, says, is that oh, the Million Little quote. Pieces Man? No, he wrote like Freedom, and uh, what's his other big? He's like, I don't know his other book. Uh, oh, the the. What's it called? The I know his name. <laughs> the, he wants to kill all the cats too. The corrections. Ooh. Oh, thank God you you looked that up. The <laughs> the. <laughs> Does he want all the outside cats killed as well? I think so. Yes, he's like a big bird guy. He you know he he owns binoculars. He goes out to the forest and he knows about birds and he hates cats. Guys, but you I know what? Say- I do get it. Yeah, because I'm I'm Googling songbirds here. I never have done that before. I've never known what a songbird looks like before. They are adorable. They're they so cute. They look like a little cute. chicken McNugget with a, <laughs> with a beak. They're well, so the cute. one I saw was absolutely turned into a chicken McNugget. <laughs> and it was, it was horrific. Oh, it's weird when you see cats, they're their animal side come out you know you yeah. just think of them as little neutered sort of just little cute things and then you you see their instincts to kill without any remorse come out no nice. remorse and not even out of necessity because like yeah. the feral cats are obviously killing to eat because <laughs> they don't get fed at home Mm-hmm. And I, I, I do. I would love to see the feral cat population. Like if you're if you're a person letting your cat out that's not neutered or spayed, that's mental illness to me. Like that's insane. Because like <laughs> that's horrible. The cats are out and they have no home, and that there's so many babies and blah blah blah. But yeah. then the the domestic cats go out and they're fully fed and they're full. They could have dinner and be like, ugh. And then go outside and still kill because it's fun. It's a fun game. Yeah, they're toying with it. Like, yes. Like to them, mice and birds aren't even, you know, worthy of of uh, human rights. Like they, <laughs> they just have no regard for them at all as living things. They just toy with them until they die. Yes. And then they carry on with their day. It's crazy. Yeah, not bothered at all. It's so really wild. that's why cats, like people put a bell on their cats to scare away the birds, but it doesn't really work that well. And I saw a cat wearing this crazy, it looked like, it almost looked like a court jester, like rough, like a big, like thing around its head, like a, like a collar, very colorful collar. And that's really to scare away birds because it, like the birds see the bright colors and take off. But it's so funny. It looks like a Shakespearean rough, but like <laughs> like a big. It looks like something like a Quebecois would wear at like a circus street festival. <laughs> so you have to humiliate cats to to keep them from killing these beautiful little birds. <laughs> Absolutely. Have either of you guys ever had a cat leave like a half dead mouse out the door for you? When I was a kid, we had a cat that would do that all the time. Yes. And actually, Nutlin has done that at my parents' house in my dad's bed. 
Oh, oh my no. God. Uh, yeah, Are like a headless mouse on my dad's side of the bed. And my mom found it and was absolutely beside herself with. Now, Jack, I know where my out. mind is going here, right? I'm thinking of a, it's like a little cute, little adorable version of the Godfather. Um, <laughs> where instead of the horse's head, it's just a little mouse head. And, um, you know, it's still disturbing but it's uh, a lot <laughs> but it's, it's miniature yes yeah i would yell and scream if i saw a half-eaten <laughs> mouse in my bed I oh yeah my freak. mom was sickened because all she could think about was where's the head where's the head oh god but apparently some people think that the cats are giving it to you as a gift mm-hmm. um because it's true my dad is my as nutland's favorite guy when she's back home because they like play fight and do like fighting moves and stuff. <laughs> but then I heard recently <clears throat> that it's them trying to teach us dumb idiots how to hunt. Wow. Oh, yeah. Uh, thanks, cats. I think we've we've pretty much figured out how to get food. Yeah, I think yes. I'll See stick my with Triscuits? my HelloFresh um, subscription. Thank thanks, you. though. <laughs> Jackie, imagine if, um, you know, your, your, your dad sees the half-eaten mouse in the bed and he's like what the hell is this and you're like dad it's a gift from the cat you can't turn down a gift it's it's that is really upsetting for cats yeah like don't and be then, rude eat it right now and make sure yeah, she sees yeah. you eating it <laughs> your daddy eats a mouse and then you go kidding dad he goes no i would not want any more people in my family to eat mice because my old cats, FD and Rudy, used to eat mice all the time. They both died of tumors in their esophagus <laughs> because mouse, oh. mice are like so gross and full of tumors. Mm. And the more cats mm. eat mice, they're um, apt to get tumors in their digestive tract. God, I didn't know that. Yeah. Mice are like dirt balls. Yeah. Mice are like uh, the Steven Tyler of animals. <laughs> <laughs> or Scott Wayland. <laughs> Well, no, it's Steven Tyler's friend. What's that other guy in the band? Joe oh, Perry? Joe something? The Joe yeah, Joe, Joe. Yeah, Perry. he was more of a dirtball. But he was <laughs> he he seems more good looking to me than Steven Tyler, no? He doesn't have the same je ne sais quoi. <laughs> Jackie, we're talking about cats, we're talking about Nutland, and before we started recording, you mentioned that you I've never heard of this before, but you you got your cat's DNA tested. <laughs> I did. You're sort of slowly revealing the results on on Instagram. Yes, which is actually really like sadistic of me for the people who are following the story because it took so long to get the results back. Um, the is it like sci- Ancestry.com? It's or- very like that. It's called Base Pause. <laughs> and for those not in the scientific know, that's a play on words for base pairs of like pairs of genomes and like pairs, oh, you know what I mean? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it's base pause and it's a lab in California. Um, and, and they send you a swab and you swab your cat's cheek and then <laughs> send it back to California. It's free shipping if you live in the States, but I had to pay for like the customs and everything. Um, so I swabbed Nutland, sent it off, and then I got word that her sample wasn't viable for whatever reason. Damn. Yeah, it could have been because she had eaten too recently before I swabbed her or whatever. But I think she probably sabotaged me and, like, was, like, swallowing all of her DNA beforehand. Like, <laughs> but I, then they sent me a new kit 
free of charge, but I had to pay again to send it back. And finally, like it was, it took from October, 2020 till now to get the results. What the hell? Wow. (laughs) Yeah. But the report is so involved. The report is so like good and it's very legitimate. Now, you, I think you said you're kind of waiting to, to, to reveal the results, but like, I'm sort of confused. Like, what could the results even be? Like, Oh, or, sorry. Or, or, so it's, it's, it's breed heritage. <clears throat> oh, okay. Yeah. So like, so James, like, you know how you guys have um, exotic short hairs? Yes. yes. So like, you know, your cat's breed and it's a, a pure breed or it's a mm. prestige breed. Mm-hmm. Yes, and so the reason I did this is because Nutland is so interesting looking, and her coat is so unique, and um, her face is like she has all these characteristics that are intriguing. <laughs> oh no, I'm seeing these guys get the same glazed over look at, as I'm used to. <laughs> but I just know she's not a domestic short hair like mutt. I know that there's more to her than that, right? There's been so much speculation from like her hot vet or her vet. Um, her hot vet. <laughs> <laughs> like he thought that she's a Norwegian forest cat, but other people think she's a Maine Coon, and other people think this and that. So I, I you know, I shelled out. I dipped into the savings. How much, how much does does it cost? It's one hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> It's not too bad. Not too bad. And then I had to pay the shipping of the kit. But like there's other tests you can get for like dogs that are less money, but they're not as um, they're not as cohesive. They're not as detailed. But this report I got back has like all the breed information down to like you can you can like slide a scale of probability to see um, more detail, less detail. And they test for, like, genetic health markers of, like, predisposition for disease and disorders. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's, you're, you're going to be poring over that for, for ages. Guys, I have the report here in front of me. Oh, my God. And oh you God. can see, I'm not going to get into it, but it's ragged. I've been going through it so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So, Yeah. Wow. And so, and I have all the answers now. I know what Nutland is, and it makes so much sense. Was there wow. anything? You don't have to give any details out. Um, but was there anything that absolutely blew your mind that you yes. didn't expect? Yes. Like uh, wow, oh, okay. Frank Sinatra's the father, not Woody <laughs> Allen. <laughs> I knew those blue eyes that came from somewhere. You know what? Never has there been a more obvious patrilineage <laughs> than that pharaoh individual and Frank Sinatra. Yeah, he uh, he doesn't look much like Woody, you know? Woody has the worst bone structure. Woody's got a vibe, doesn't he? <laughs> like, there's no way that Woody Allen could ever, ever father a, a man that, that good looking. I mean, I'm not even saying he's that hot, but like, compared to Woody Allen... It's unfathomable yeah. that he would come yeah. from his dick. <laughs> <laughs> I also think, uh, I think I brought it up last week with Jordan, that um, another seemingly obvious uh, different father, what about Prince Harry? You know, everyone says he was this rugby player's son, because I mean, right. you're seeing William, you're seeing William revert to the inbreeding uh, genetics <laughs> of the royal family. His hair, his face is going like, as he gets older. <laughs> If Harry doesn't have that happen, you can't tell me that's 
Prince Charles in there. Absolutely. I, I see no Charles in there. No. No. But the kid, the daughter, the oldest daughter of Prince William is disturbingly like the queen. Oh, oh really? Man. That's uh that's not a that's not a look you want. <laughs> <laughs> but like who looks that much like their grandma? That's crazy. That's weird. I feel like she was made in a petri dish and they just took like genome from the queen and made did. that baby. They're probably doing weird stuff like that. For sure. Oh my god, did you see? Obviously you did see, but that I think I saw from Michael's Twitter. But that Land Rover um yes. so, purse. Prince, Prince Philip uh, it, it emerged after during his funeral that he spent sixteen years personally converting a Land Rover into a special hearse uh that was used at his funeral. And yes. so, that's he, he made it for himself, like this was his project, like yeah. Oh, this yeah. will be fun when I die. Uh-huh. And it begs the question, what route did he think they were going to take from the, the church to we the graveyard? We may go off-road, go <laughs> camping. You know. These panels can withstand the flames of hell. <laughs> and you know what? You know how he always looked so shit? Yeah, yeah. It's like it's kind of like the secret or like the law of attraction. If you spend that much time like planning for your death, it's no wonder he looked like that. Yeah, yeah he really couldn't wait to pass away. He, just, <laughs> he desired it. But also, 16 years, that's such a long amount of time to spend on a sort of morbid thing. Like, I feel I, like my dad could have drawn up the specs for that in like a week. <laughs> like, do you think the queen was like, what, what are you doing in there? He's like, oh, I'm just, just working on my corpse car. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like for most dads, it's like, oh, you know, uh, making my model train. But for Prince <laughs> Philip, he's working on his corpse car. <laughs> oh, speaking of guys and their model trains, like, do you guys have anyone in your family that's a model train fanatic? My dad dabbled during a period of his life that, I don't know, maybe he was very bored. But my dad did build one in the basement for like a summer and he's he's really smart so it was cool and then he gave up on it but it was kind of neat oh as a kid. i can see your dad because he is such a sort of gentle and um he seems very detail oriented and process oriented i've yes. met him i could see him yes. doing really well at at a model train <laughs> yes. village he has a good good very good mathematical brain Right. And, uh, it was fun. He made like a fake mountain and the train went in the mountain in a tunnel. And uh, then it was, yeah. And they, you know, you buy these little people that you glue that stand yes. by them. I guess I like model trains. Here I am making fun of dad's games. <laughs> Clearly, I, I love it. My great uncle Brian is a model train guy. <laughs> and I remember being a kid and he had, of course, it's in the basement. And it, it's so big and sprawling and detailed and the people and the stations and the fake grass and the moss. And he also had, right near that, a big tank full of catfish. Wow. wow. Cool. Great Usually uncle. a guy, a guy yeah. is either a fish guy or a train guy, but he, he combines... The sky those. synergy. <laughs> Shit. You know, now, you know, now that we're saying this, I think I will build a train when I'm older. I could I've never see thought that of this before, James. but that does sound fun. Two of the biggest, yeah. tr- most famous train guys I can think of, and it's funny, it's uh, Neil Young, apparently, and Rod Stewart have huge model train sets. They're huge into trains. And in both of their cases, it's like, these are guys who 
probably did so much drugs and had so much sex <laughs> that nothing is nothing can get them excited anymore except for trains the trains toy yes, trains I've they heard got that. it yeah, or they got it all out of their system. So now they're like, I have no it's more so desire to have It's so completely out of their system. Yeah. <laughs> See, Rod Stewart is one I never understood. I know my mom thinks he's so hot and sexy. My mother-in-law thinks he's so hot and sexy. I feel like it's a really generational thing with Rod Stewart. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. Right. I mean, I guess. Yeah, I don't see it. I don't we've see only, it at all. We've only I think been, he's cool. He's, he's a cool guy. And, and like you, you've probably only been alive when he's like in his long yeah. decline <laughs> you're right you're right you're right but of course i've seen all the faces the small faces yes. footage even you, then i don't, don't see s- it even young rod you're not like oh i'll i'll play trains with him any day of the week no just so skinny and like yeah. the hair is just to me so womanly like it's yeah. the way it grows out of his head yeah. And, and and that's not to say I don't find like androgynous guys hot or androgynous girls and guys I find hot, but he's different. He's like chopping mm-hmm. at Talbots kind of. <laughs> Jackie, I mean, I got one for you. What about Mick Jagger? Because you don't like too skinny, but you also like the big mouth. Totally hot. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. I would have. <laughs> <laughs> How about Charlie Watts, the uh, the very <laughs> laid back drummer? Um, I'm not as familiar. Uh, he's got I mean, short he's white hair. Back, and yeah, because I would mean he'd be putting up with my shit. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, the Rolling Stones kicked a guy out of the band uh, when they were first like becoming popular because he. The manager was like, "This guy, your piano player, he's too ugly. The rest of you are good looking." So they're like. <laughs> Sorry, mate, you can't be in the band anymore, but you can tour with us and play piano, like, behind a curtain. <laughs> really? Oh, that yes. poor guy. That poor and freaking he was like, guy. Sure. <laughs> yeah. That makes me wonder dollars. about people who, like, get hired for acting jobs for, like, roles where it's said even in the script that this person is, like, ugly or gross. <laughs> I know. Like, how do people, people reconcile that within themselves? Yes, I got an audition for The Elephant Man. <laughs> <laughs> do you think, like, you know how Eric Stoltz was, like, the um, <laughs> Rocky or whatever? The oh, Mask? Porky? Oh, my God, no. The mask? the mask, like with that movie with Cher, and like it was like the red-haired son with like oh yes. yeah 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 James yeah, was but thinking he of Jim wasn't. Carrey. What's that? Yeah, James was thinking of Jim Carrey's The Mask. I was. <laughs> but <laughs> like Stoltz and Jim Carrey have a similar vibe, you know. <laughs> <laughs> My first introduction to Eric Stoltz was he, him being a pedophilic pervert <laughs> pornographer <laughs> in The Butterfly Effect. Oh, man. Remember that? Jackie, this is, uh, maybe this is a common knowledge, but did you know they filmed Back to the Future, like, two months of it or something with With Eric Stoltz? Yes. And then they went, nope. And then they hired Michael J. Thank God. Yeah, that's true, Mike. Wow. Can you imagine old oatmeal, plain old Eric Stoltz? (laughs) No. Being, sort of having his mom hit on him in the past. Ugh. Hey. Meanwhile, that, when weird? it was Michael J. Fox with the mom hitting yeah. on him, that was like hot, like hot. Yeah, he makes it cool. <laughs> yeah. 
That was I may have told this story on this podcast before, but the first ever I was in grade seven, and I, I the the first time I ever saw a hardcore porno <laughs> was I went home from school for lunch for lunch, and there was this like rat bag family that lived beside us, and the kid was home next door. And he's like, "Hey, do you want to come over for lunch?" Uh oh, and. So I was like, "Mom, I'm going to the the neighbor the, the rat bag neighbor's, neighbor's house." And I was eating my like peanut butter sandwich <laughs> and my can of Coke, and the kid like he was like, "Watch this." And he put on a Back to the Future themed like hardcore porno about like, "Oh, the the Michael J. Fox character like takes his mom up on the offer of like, having sex." <laughs> And I was like eating the peanut butter sandwich with my, my hand shaking. <laughs> I, was like, then, I was like, "What? What is happening?" And then I like I remember like I guess I was like, "Mom, I gotta go back to school." And I like got back to school and I couldn't like concentrate. On of the course rest of not. The school day. <laughs> oh yeah, because I mean, seeing that even without the uh, mom son thing is pretty fucks up your head. Yeah, but your first porno fucks your head up no matter what but then you've got the choking hazard too of the peanut butter <laughs> yeah and throw in a mother-son <laughs> oh yeah the incest not great yeah. Damn, oh my god Mike. my first that porn was so disgusting <laughs> it was like a copied vhs and it was called blame <laughs> you know what? This actually, now that I'm just talking this out, this answers a lot of questions for me. Because the guy in it was so skinny and heroiny. <laughs> oh my gosh. And he was such a, like, he was so, like, redneck, like, white trash, skinny, white, like, mullet guy with the obviously massive dilk. <laughs> and he was having sex with a girl, a skinny, kind of downtrodden looking, like, <laughs> <laughs> very tanned woman on a washing machine, like a washer dryer. And she had a bandana on like, uh, like she was like doing housework. Oh, wow. Wow. And I was that... like, uh, like I, yeah, I might as well have been eating a peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> and first of all, guys ever heard of a bed or a couch? Really? Yeah. Washing machine. And they were like husband and wife in the movie. You know what oh, I mean? Like it wasn't like a crazy nice. storyline. Well, that's that. You have one up on the father or the mother uh, son one I experienced. But it was definitely like it was eighties. It was for sure eighties, yeah. like late or mid mid or to late eighties. Wow, wasn't and hot. Were you? Yeah. Was it like? Because mine was in the middle of the school day and it ruined the rest. Like it, it destroyed my <laughs> mine was like. Span. Mine was I found the cassette. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> The VHS? I found the VHS. Was it uh, taped or was it uh, like... It was taped. Like someone had copied it. I won't say who that someone was. Copyright infringement. And Oh, yeah. Jackie, that's bad. I don't Um, don't want my family member to go to jail for copyright infringement. (laughs) Oh, boy. Shudder. I remember uh, the first time I saw it was also a neighbor, uh, Michael. Um, you know, um, we don't, we don't, we don't know our neighbors anymore. We don't know <laughs> our neighbors, and, you know, it's too bad. It's a, it's a lost, you know, a lost experience. Yeah, I remember he, yeah, he put he put it on. And he's like, oh, it's my dad's. Uh, my look at this video my dad has. 
And then it was, he, he said it's called junk. <laughs> and then all I remember is just being so confused. And I, you know, the first time you see a porno guy's penis, you're like, that's not a penis. Because it's just, to you, it's just enormous. I was like, is that his arm or like a... Bu- <laughs> yeah, but didn't like you ever like... Taped together. Oh, I was going to say, didn't you ever like see your dad naked? But obviously your dad wouldn't have like a raging heart on. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. He's building a train yeah. set. Hard as a rock. <laughs> But see, yeah, junk. Like, if, it, if you, anyone I'm has a copy of junk, I'd love this. to see it again. But I, in this scenario, am the neighbor. Like I'm the neighbor. <laughs> so right? You yeah, showed you're your it own to neighbor. someone. Yeah, because yeah, I'm <laughs> like, I, well, <laughs> I didn't show it to someone, but I remember my brother showing it to his friends. Oh. So my brother was that neighbor, and I walked in on them watching it. Nothing gross. They were they were just like you guys were like, oh, what the hell? Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. But now yeah. kids these days, what's happening with them? There's no oh neighbor. There's no VHS. You know, I I do feel like their brains are all going to be fried. Because when you're oh, like 14, sure. that's like if you could access that anytime you want, it would fuck, totally ruin your brain. Yes. Other, other than like with us, we were accessing it when oh, no parents were home. Yes. Yeah. You could break into their room. You had to go out of your way to really uh, out take of your risk. Way. Yeah. <laughs> you needed oh, a God. weird neighbor to invite you over. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So weird neighbors were the original internet? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yes. My yeah. God. Yeah. How do kids concentrate on even like. Learning the alphabet or like reading, uh, I don't know, Ramona and Beezus when they have all that smut on their phones. <laughs> Does it ever make you guys phones. like not with the world how it is? Okay. I learned something recently that made me really second guess. Like, how could you want to bring a kid into the world? <laughs> <laughs> and I learned that. So the energy it takes to mine Bitcoin or like cryptocurrency has canceled out all the efforts made for wind and solar energy. (laughs) Yes. And it's such a depressing reality. I'm like, do I really want to bring a kid into a planet where all the wind and solar energy is being canceled (laughs) out by Bitcoin? Yeah. Yeah. By like a sort of douchey people you, you uh, know and see on Twitter, you know, bragging about, Getting on Dogecoin. Uh, yes, Dogecoin. Yes. I recently something happened to be crazy recently where I'm not on Twitter a lot. Well, I am, but I don't tweet a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and I noticed that Norm freaking McDonald fo- started following me on Twitter. Hey, cool. Hey. Yeah, but I was like, this isn't real. This isn't real. And I like looked into it, and it is him. I'm like, oh, holy shit. And then I looked into his Twitter, and all he tweets about is Dogecoin and CryptoCoin. <laughs> and it, and it, took, it took it away from me. Yeah. And if he um, if there's a big golf tournament on, he, like, tweets play-by-play of golf. Which <laughs> Does he ever tweet any jokes? I don't know. Yeah, look, I'm looking from this weekend. Drama at Augusta, the Masters tournament. I think it's Here's great. Here's the putt now for Hideki. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> I think it's wonderful when uh, very successful comedians uh, tweet about golf a lot. 
<laughs> it was so disheartening to me because I'm like, oh my God. Like growing up, I loved dirty work and I loved like. Yeah. Loved yes. Oh God. And then when I looked I was at like, his Twitter. I'm like, yeah. this doesn't feel good. Did, had you tweeted about call for Bitcoin? Uh, no, previously? somebody had tweeted a list. Like, you know, when somebody randomly tweets a list of like, oh, you want to look at that comedian? You ought to be looking at this list of comedians. Yes. Yeah. And they tweeted, they included Norm Macdonald in that list with me and like just a random motley crew of people. And I guess Norm just looked at the list and followed people. <laughs> well, good. That's, that's good. But then, but then I felt pressure. I'm like, oh God, shit. Now I have to be funny on Twitter. And right. then I looked at his page. I'm like, he's not here for jokes. What if, it'd be funny if suddenly I like we noticed that you're just tweeting suddenly out of the blue all about golf and uh, the green <laughs> Dogecoin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But well, anyways, it, it you guys depressing. wanted to ask me about my braces, right? Um, yes. Yeah. Tell us about your darn teeth, for God's sake. <laughs> well, I had braces when I was 11. I had the whole shebang. Braces, then headgear, then a retainer. But as I'm getting into my 30s here, my teeth are moving again. So I have a consultation on Thursday with the orthodontist. I might get braces again. Wow. Wow. You know, Jackie, I had all that stuff. And um, they put a bar behind my teeth. Did they do that for you? I do have that, but on my bottom teeth. You don't have it on the top. You have it on the top? Yeah, I have it on both. I should have got it on my top. I didn't know I was talking to a couple of bar heads here. Mike, you don't get it. You would never get it, Mike. You don't get what it's like to have to buy separate super floss to floss between your retainer. <laughs> Jackie, you nailed it. You have to buy those little pokey things. Yes. Are you kidding me? Remember when they, they try to convince you to, oh, get the kind of floss where you tie regular floss and a knot to this other thing. Oh, I'm not going to do that shit. Oh, my God. Like those like needle ones. threads like yeah. the, with the loop? Hell no. No, I wasn't doing that. I'm kind of pissed off they never gave you an upper bar. I'm so pissed off. Because I know my teeth would have moved without it. Yeah, that those are the teeth that are moving. My bottom teeth are like perfectly straight. And, and the upper teeth are the one that are moving. But when I was fitted for like the actual retainer, like remember the actual retainer that you like, yep, I do. like put in? When I was fitted for that, they put goo in your mouth, right? Like a gooey <laughs> tray that you bit down on. Yeah. And as an 11, 12-year-old kid, it like... um incited my gag reflex <laughs> yeah i remember feeling that way too and i actually vomited at the orthodontist <laughs> and then I, so i went and i puked and then i said oh and they cleaned me up and i said i guess we have to do it again and they said no no and i said no and they said no it's fine and my retainer never fucking fit oh, and i swear no, it's because it was God. in the shape of my mouth doing this <laughs> <laughs> That is that so sucks. annoying. But so I never so, wore it. And how long, if you do get braces, how long are you supposed to wear them? That is what I'll find out on Thursday. <laughs> Will it be over a year? Um, I don't know. I guess it depends on the severity of how much my teeth have moved. Right. Um, people look at me and they're like, what are you talking about? Your teeth are straight. Like they look straight from straight on, but sometimes like I'll see pictures of me from before, like on stage and the way that like the lights hit my <laughs> teeth, <laughs> like the way that light like bounces off the teeth, they yes. look like, I feel like I look like, um, who had wood, like Benjamin Franklin with his wooden teeth. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, I, I would yeah. say from this POV, they look straight, but yeah. 
It's tough when it's your own teeth. It's tough. You know, you see little yeah. things. My dentist, and it's only going to get worse. Yeah, mm. as you age, it it changes. As I found out when I went to the dentist, uh, they told me that my bottom teeth were crowding because I noticed like my teeth used to be straight, and now they are not. And I was like, "What the hell?" And uh, they're moving, so they offered me. Uh, braces, but I don't think I'm going to get braces. <laughs> <laughs> um, but do you, did you have your wisdom teeth out? No. But really, did you get Mike? them? Did they grow in? No. They never no. came. They're shy. Nothing, nothing happened. Yeah, they're little shy fellows. <laughs> so you're more evolved then than people who have wisdom teeth. I guess, or maybe they're, they'll come through soon and I'll have an excruciating year. <laughs> <laughs> I would say going... that would be very late in life wisdom to you. <laughs> yeah, you're like 70. Or maybe they're going the other direction. Maybe they're burrowing up into your nasal cavity. <laughs> oh, God. That's the last thing I want. Yeah. Oh, my God. James, uh, did you have wisdom teeth? I did. I had them taken out. Um, it's fun being put under. Am I wrong? I, I wasn't put, put under... all the way under for mine. What? Really? Really? And mine were like impacted and, and oh. coming in crazy. And they gave me a general, but not a, or they gave me a local, but not a general anesthetic. So I was kind of like, <laughs> but I could hear them. They had to smash one to get it out. Oh, dear so I could hear God. them going crack, crack, crack and taking oh. it out in pieces. Oh my God. That sucks. Yeah. My experience was pretty good. They put me under, I wake up, I'm kind of high. I go home and I'm, in my, I'm like 17 or something. And then I got to spend the day in bed on Tylenol 3s. And I, I remember playing Grand Theft Auto 2 or maybe 3 all day. <laughs> and that was kind of it. So it was kind of a good day for me. That sounds pretty good. That reminds me of, you know, that famous YouTube video, David at Dentist. I'm imagining yes. James at Dentist. And, and you're, but it's, you're playing video games and you're 17. Yeah. And yeah. I hate when people try to recreate those videos. It's so embarrassing. And then there's like girls at the dentist and they're like, and they come out and they're like, but can I eat? And then the dentist's like, no. And then this one girl was like, I can't even suck dick. And then oh the mom was God. like, shush. But it was clear it was that on. she knew what she was doing. Yeah. Wait, is David at the dentist the guy who was like, we're married? I love you. No, David guy? at the dentist is like, he's like, ah, and like screaming. <laughs> oh, my God. I haven't seen that. Right? James, right? tonight. After we record, you gotta watch yourself, David, at dentist. <laughs> all right. I want right. a full I, review. I know damn next Daniel. Episode. I remember damn Daniel. Yes. Guys. Oh yeah, yes. damn Daniel. Yeah, damn Daniel, yeah. killing yeah. it yeah. with your looks today. <laughs> imagine this. Imagine this. Damn, James. Oh, I would love that. that James would be the recipient of a damn. Thanks. Oh, <laughs> you don't know what a compliment that is. <laughs> But yeah, I'm really very... looking forward to it. And you know what? Because there's no shows. Everyone's wearing a mask. Yep. Might as well have braces for you a know bit. What? You're right. I mean, that's a good point. Yeah. No one's We're looking at us these anyway. days. Yeah. And I I'm also considering... stopped doing um, self-tapes. Oh, yeah. Oh, did you? I said to my, I had to say to my agent, who I love, I just said, I have to stop for a bit. I can't, I can't do any more self-tapes. Is it mostly from the the strangeness of having to look at yourself and edit yourself, or was it that uh, just too much of a pain in the butt? Just, um, I think I, I reached a breaking point <laughs> uh, with with it because, like, because I am, I know I'm working from home and it's much easier, but it is 
a headache and fitting that yes. into my work day. And then also you guys both know I'm not great with tech and like just having to set it up myself. And if I don't have a reader having to like dub myself and, and then, right. and then getting callbacks and it feeling so like you've got in a fucking bag. Yes. And then nothing or like I had a callback where like I had to like bounce a ball in my hand, like throw a ball in the air with my hand and pretend to text. And then, and then the directors would take me through these different emotions and the more angry they would have me get, the higher I have to throw the ball and catch it. (laughs) And it was so fucking ridiculous and, um, unreasonable that I felt like the guys were doing it to laugh at me. Oh boy. And then it was after that where I'm like, I'm done. I'm done doing you this. I'll go in shit. person. I'll like when when the world is back up, I'll go, happy to go to any audition in person. But like, I can't. Yeah. I'm done. I'm angry. Good for you. The the uh, the experience of feeling humiliated in your own home isn't worth it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, yes. I just feel like, and I don't mean to get so serious on the pod, but no. I just feel like my levels of like mental <laughs> pandemic, mental exhaustion, and despondency are too high to do <laughs> self tapes, but I know that's coming yes. from a very privileged point of view. Cause a lot of actors yes. are relying on booking that for their income. Yeah. And a lot but of people I am not. And a lot of yeah. people who book, um, those commercials are, you'll see them and you'll see, Oh, they, they didn't want me for this commercial. They wanted a, uh, a lesser comedian who doesn't have any talent to, uh, <laughs> to do this role. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And you know what? I hear about every commercial from my dad and like my dad is the only guy I know really that's watching like terrestrial cable or whatever. (laughs) And he gets so bad at commercials and he's like, I saw this guy in a commercial recently. Oh yeah. You know, your friend so-and-so he's in another fucking stupid commercial and it's so fucking (laughs) stupid. Every time it comes on, I get so pissed off. I'm like, dad, why don't you just watch Netflix or watch this this or that because you don't have to deal with the commercials. But then I think like, imagine my dad was on Instagram and seeing the Instagram commercials, how stupid they are. He would, he'd lose it. He would, he would blow his brains out. (laughs) Kurt Cobain style. Well, we hope that doesn't happen. We don't want Mr. Pirco to blow his brains out just yet. Yeah. Not not just yet. (laughs) But um, yeah, well, we've we've had a, a a beautiful chat with you, Jackie. We've caught up on all sorts of things: uh, dental work, cats and birds, pornos, Steven Tyler. Um, is there? I anything? feel like I'm always debasing the podcast with sex talk. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, oh no, that please, was, that was merely is... a fraction, you know, of what yeah. we talked about. <laughs> but is there anything um, you'd like to plug uh, before we go? I, I really have. A- nothing going on um but you know if you're already an instagram follower stay tuned because sometime in the next week or so i'm gonna post the ultimate conclusive Ooh. results of nutland's um genetic heritage and breed breed origins this huge and what is your instagram handle oh it's just at jackie Pierco. j-a-c-k-i-e-p-i-r-i-c-o <laughs> excellent well we'll put the link to that in the in the show in the description <laughs> Thank you, guys. You're my guys. Uh, thanks so much for coming on, Jackie. We love having you on, and it's such a pleasure. Absolutely. Love being here. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 